you're planning on buying something from Plugin Boutique, help us out and visit through our special magic link at a4ppodcast.com or in the episode description. It'll give your friends Timmy and Jimmy a little kickback and your price will remain the same. Thanks! Welcome to Appetite for Production. Today we're going to talk about a lot of web apps somehow. Everyone's uh, making stuff for the browser. Yeah, we're going to do a thing called Appetite for Production, which is a podcast where we talk about news and views in the uh, flipping music tech arena, don't we? That's true. And what a what a wonderfully named <laughs> podcast you have. Yeah, well, in. I think you came up with the name, mate. So fair play. I mean, I'm not I'm not really a rock connoisseur, so that's that's, that's probably why that was uh, your your little baby invention, right? Yeah, yeah, and it has served us well, uh, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it has. It's been a functional name <laughs> that hasn't broken somehow or stopped working. Let's get on with some uh, music tech news and views, was it? Yeah, that's the thing. News and or views. Have we got some music tech stuff to talk about, James? Yes. Um, I wanted to talk about something that happened recently, which is it's very businessy. You know how we love to talk about business. Oh, we love business. We love business, mate. What, We're what, businessmen. What the world needs now is <laughs> business. Sweet business. Yeah. <laughs> Not just for some, but for all of us. Absolutely. Everyone should own stocks. That's what's going to make the world a better place. Yeah, that's why so many people are homeless, because they don't have investments. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, why don't they have a load of investments and, like, <laughs> portfolios and stuff? It just makes total sense. Come on, guys. Anyway, this uh, particular business news was from Isotope and Native Instruments. <gasps> oh, yes. They have the been... The clash of the titans. They've been caught in bed together, uh, <laughs> forming some kind of overarching corporate group which will own both of them. And they I don't know, they're still going to operate as separate companies, but there is this is all very vague the release that's been put yeah, out. Yeah, there was a press release that didn't was it was just a bit ominous. It was like, yeah, they're joining together now, but they're not going to be working together, but something awful's going to happen at some point. Watch out everybody. <laughs> they're they're sort of uh, investment partnerships that own I think they just own native instruments rather than isotope but they will now own both of them and there is a what is referred to as a group uh, but this group has no name basically <laughs> native instruments and isotope are now going to be working uh, together strategically although not necessarily working together but will be working while regarding each other strategically does that does that seem to be a reasonable uh, so it's a kind of not treading on each other's toes sort of situation i guess but it but it is actual like it is actual an official corporate grouping it's it's that both will be owned by the same entity yeah, I mean, the, th- the thing is it feels like they're really they really operate in their own spheres anyway mm. because it feels like <clears throat> ni focus on djing stuff 
and instrument stuff, yep. whereas Isotope really focus on sort of effects and mastering sort of thing. And it feels like, I mean, it feels like if you were if you were going to create some kind of conglomerate thing to take over the world, they seem to be a good fit together, basically. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? I agree. To the extent that perhaps it's they've been looking at each other for a while and sort of... Well, like saucily, like from behind fans. But yeah, Isotope do packages of effects, mixing and mastering, and they do some AI stuff. And native instruments don't really do that at all. They do a bit of effects, but they're they're nothing to write. They don't really like I mean guitar rig is as effecty as they get, really, isn't it? Really. They do instrument software and they do hardware of many stripes. So it's it seems like a really good joining of forces of two companies who aren't gonna step on each other's toes. Mm. But you know, when you have financial types owning these companies, they tend to go to shit. Uh, <laughs> Sega, is it Sega who are the who kill all the games? It's Electronic Arts. Who, ah, uh, yeah, yes. the, the the bad boys of the video game industry. I think it's fair to say. Yeah, Electronic Arts. They, yeah, it, I, it happens many, many, many times over, and uh, I I don't want that to happen to those two companies but you know i don't see much else happening ever i mean we've just got to see what happens i guess i mean it seems like i didn't realize but isotope seemed to be doing a subscription service now yeah they were they were advertising for a a marketing job in subscriptions about a year ago so it was definitely this is some inside info guys i didn't well no no, it was a public job but yeah i know but the average person's not going to be you know looking at that with the same level Mm. of uh, interest that we might the industry kind of noticed but yeah i didn't see any official announcement that they're doing it i guess they soft launched it and sort of put it on their website and say you can now buy this as a subscription but didn't actually do a massive press release because they wanted to gauge the reaction because you know how people Mm. feel about subscriptions yeah angry mainly um i mean i really hope that it's a situation where you can still buy the stuff basically do you know what i mean yeah i think people have learned that these days that you have to give people that option still but it's not like isotope wasn't already a subscription because they basically update their stuff at the same time every year and you can pay for it or not pay for it you could just consider that an annual well that's very different to being a subscription though because with a subscription you're just you're non-stop paying but whereas if you decide to say stick with neutron version 2 then you know that's a bit of a different deal do you know what i mean i guess so i guess so uh, unless you could freeze your subscription oh. and keep whatever mm. you had before well that would be cool but i don't think that's going to happen yeah uh, let's see how it goes but yeah it, two interesting companies to get together there's a lot of business bs in the release about it and i haven't seen many people talking about it because there's nothing to talk about because they don't really make it clear what's actually happening is an alliance question mark <laughs> they just want to menace the rest of the industry keep everyone on their toes while not treading on each other's toes I ju- i'll just pick out some of the buzzwords here oh uh, real shared vision oh. seamless creative experience <laughs> what is their, their shared vision to make money as corporate entities <laughs> unprecedented alliance global creator community wow unique capabilities structure hang on a minute global creator community mm. now that sounds like something where there, there might actually be some kind of concrete sort of thing or whatever are they going to create some kind of 
websites where people log in and do things is that gonna happen i really hope not uh inspire oh yeah and enable creativity realize your creative vision break down barriers oh yeah that's not vague enough for my taste what ba- what barriers are we going to be breaking down exactly? Easy access, joining forces, fulfilling our shared mission to empower producers of all levels, a supportive and thriving community, combine talent and technology, uh, inspire artists and music creators worldwide. This is this is the press release with just the buzzwords in it. Too impressive. <laughs> Two impressive pillars, audio creation industry, convinced, transform and expand the industry. Wow. Champion. I mean, I think think the one thing that we can probably be certain about is they are going to try and expand their audience and they are probably going to try and market to, you know, uh, people who haven't made music before, basically. Basically, trying to get more noobs into this shit. What do you reckon? You'd consider that uh, NI would have a big interest in doing that. So you you buy the little keyboard, you get the big keyboard later. You buy the little software, get the big software later. Isotope's been less into the noobs. They've got that thing, though, that's got the same name as something else. I can never remember the name of it. And it's like a little hardware recordy thing. Spire. Spire, that's... That's right. Named after a, a, a virtual analog VST for some reason. I don't really understand. Yeah, they do. I don't know how successful that's been. It doesn't seem to have been massively uh, successful, but it, it's there. I have no information about how well it did. It doesn't get talked about much from what I've seen. Well, I mean, I guess it's probably not the sort of in the sort of uh, circles that we'd be in, basically, which is more pro maybe yeah i guess so i guess so yeah it's one to keep an eye on we already knew native instruments had been fully owned by financiers so uh i've been i've been waiting for their their inevitable decline with uh, open arms (laughs) (laughs) well let's keep our fingers crossed and see what happens I've got a shocking piece of news for you. What could possibly have happened, Timmy? Well, you're not going to believe this. I have started exercising, mate. Uh, oh, whoa, I know, I know. Give you, give yourself a, t- t- a bit of time to deal with this horrific new reality. Sorry, Tim. I thought you just said <laughs> that you started exercising. There must be something blocking my brain. I started doing exorcisms, which is more, <laughs> more likely. No, I have started doing exercising like a real person. That doesn't sound like you. No, it's really unlike me, but I'm really worried that my heart is going to explode and I'm going to die. And also, I'm a little bit chubby and I want to do everything I can to make myself appealing to people visually because I'm a shallow person, James. If you're worried about your heart exploding, does does doing exercise really calm that down no no not really it means means i'm more likely to die in the short term i think basically but the reason i bring it up is now you know i don't really like putting things in my ears do i uh yeah not deep not deep in my ears okay go ahead at least so i use bluetooth now this is this is we're really unraveling this this is gonna be a deep dive into the weeds i'm bluetooth now 
So I have Bluetooth <laughs> headphones. My Bluetooth headphones are unsuitable for jogging. So I had to look up some jogging suitable headphones. I didn't want ones that went deep into my ear canal. So I was looking up some reviews of the best jogging headphones. And it turns out, James, you can get headphones now. They don't just not go deep into your ear canal. They don't go into your ears at all. What? That's right. And they're Bluetooth. It's Bluetooth. They rest on your temples. What? And they use a technology called bone conduction. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like the hearing aid technology. I guess. I don't know. My ears perfect, as you know. But yeah, so I've been using these bone conductors. I mean, I've always wanted to be a bone conductor, <laughs> as I've mentioned to you many times. But I... I got these things called aftershocks. Can you hear? Can you see that they look a bit like hearing aids? Actually, for the listener, I'm showing. We're on a we're on a Google Hangouts. I'm showing James these miniature headphones now, and these go on your. I can't put them on because I'm wearing actual headphones at the same time, but they they sit on your face and vibrate. And if you t- if you play stuff through them without them being on your face, they buzz around like little angry insects, and it's pretty disturbing. Wow. Hold on a second. So. These things will work, yeah? They do work. I would say the audio... And, it's, you know, they're not cheap. I tell you that much. They're more expensive than my regular Bluetooth, head, Bluetooth headphones. And the sound quality is worse. Like, I would put them on a... You know, they really don't have a great bass response. No! The, no, it's important, though, right? Because they have advantages. And the, <laughs> no, the advantage is... You can not get run over because they're then they're not just open bags, James. They're completely open. So it's like you can hear everything you would have been able to before with music playing over the top of it, right? And also, uh, you're not going to get them all swatty, basically, like the spongy, spongy uh, cups on my regular earphones. That's right. Which most- was, I've tried. I've tried running. Jo- I tried jogging with actual earphones on one time in my life, and they got real sweaty. So I'm not. I'm not doing that again. Basically, now I will say the bass response is bad. Okay, I'd say they they are of a quality level similar to old school earphones that you would have popped in your ear, not be not not the deep dive ear canal ones, basically. Okay, so many things here, Tim. I can't. Oh, no, wicked! Let's unpack it. I can't get to everything. First of all, nothing goes into your ear canal. It's way too far away. Uh, for okay, that. well, you know what? Okay, go. Okay, they go into what I would describe as the wax zone, basically. <laughs> your wax I... zone is like your entire head. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I find when I use ear, what you would call like earbuds that actually go like a bit in your ear, mm-hmm. I find those those irritate my ear. They make me prone to ear infection and they seem to promote waxy deposits. So I do not like them. So you've bought something that is more expensive, less good quality, but because of a lot of lifestyle marketing, you can uh, jog no, around. It's, no, it's because I don't look, I don't want to get run over and I don't want to have to deal with earwax. Because and I feel that those are, I feel like those are valid concerns. And also I think it looks cool that I've got something weird on my head that doesn't go into my ear. And I think people think that I'm like Geordie Forge or something like that. 
that's that's why the Illuminati decided to take down the music industry in the year 2000 because it was just people were getting run over left right and center because of all this music (laughs) like that's what we do for a living Tim we try to get people run over that's we're musicians the thing is I look when I listen to music especially when I'm listening to it on Bluetooth headphones and you know there's a lot of bass and everything I get taken away and you know I mean I mean I enter into the world of music and I'm not really paying attention to whether I'm getting run over or not. Mm. And I have almost been run over a couple of times while doing in the past year that I'd say. While doing your bass face, yeah? Yes, absolutely. Well, no, not really. It doesn't it doesn't even have to be heavy, heavy bass music. It, basically any kind of music makes me too distractible, basically. Oh, God. You know, so yeah. One <laughs> of us in the next two weeks is going to get run over and all this conversation will just make one of us look like an idiot. Well, I really hope it's you, basically. Because if I get run over once, now I've spent all the money on these Bluetooth headphones, that is going to make me look like a prime fool, Yeah, James. you'll say, Doctor, give it to me straight. Uh, can I use my legs? Yes, you can. <laughs> can I use my arms? Yes, you can. But I'm afraid you're deaf. <gasps> no! How have we been having this conversation then? Bone anchored hearing aid. I feel like... <laughs> I feel like even if I was deaf, I could probably still manage to be a music tech journalist. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, lol. Uh, What else? So, come on, feel free to judge me more, mate. Feel free to judge me more. It's fine. I I don't care. I'd really like to check out the experience because it seems seems eerie. (laughs) That's kind of a pun. (laughs) I I get it. I get it. Um, Yes, it's kind of weird. In fact, the first time I put them on, I pressed play on my phone and I was like, this sounds crazy. I wasn't expecting it to sound like <laughs> they, this. They weren't that's because, actually connected. <laughs> yeah, no, that's because my phone was st- still connected to my Apple TV and the sound was coming out of my speakers. Uh, um, so, yeah, so that was a bit weird. But, um, yeah, but they're not, they're not like real bad. And you could, you could certainly listen to like a podcast with them. I do use them to listen to music while I'm running. And, you know, I used to like, f- even until a couple of years ago, I was listening to just the shittest, cheapest uh, music. Like, uh, ear, earphone things or right. whatever so yeah and i still listen to shit music now mate i'm not afraid to admit it <laughs> well the only problem is when you listen when you're using them near traffic you can't fucking hear shit <laughs> if if the um if the bass response is that bad why don't you get hey it's not like it's not like super bad but carry on why don't you get one of those sub pack vests and go running in that now now you're talking now you're talking the trouble is i feel like that when i'm running i need to be totally in tune with my senses because i feel like i'm on the verge of having a heart attack at all times <laughs> so i feel like if there was like a, a thumping in my chest constantly or back however it works i think that would that would probably send me uh, running for the hospital basically. <sighs> Oh dear, it's, I mean, I like the idea of something that no one else can hear. I don't, like, because the thing is, they do vibrate quite a lot, and I don't I don't know how audible they are. I'm sure they must be a tiny bit audible. I mean, the thing is, I'm running past people so far. <laughs> so fast, <laughs> not that fast. So, you know, I, okay, I'm, I am jogging slowly past people. I still don't think they're going to be able to hear it. Do you even get, get as far as passing a person, or do you have to turn back, like, after a few metres? 
Okay, okay. I use I use this special running technique, which I know a lot of uh, a lot of athletes do. Which is you run, you I wouldn't say run. You jog for a little bit, and then you have to stop because you're so unfit. And this morning I was I was jogging. I jogged past a woman, and then I had to slow down, and her walking speed overtook me, and then I had to overtake her again when I started jogging again. Oh yeah, I got your so, number yeah. there. Yeah, man. So look, basically, if you're learning anything from this, is that I dignity is not a real problem for me i have no shame and i'm just so concerned about not having a heart attack that i am willing to um to make myself look like an idiot in real life are you, basically. Are you genuinely concerned about having a heart attack because you're not you don't seem like an at-risk timmy to me uh, mate i spend literally all day every day in front of a computer my diet isn't amazing i mean i eat quite well i think or whatever but it's not amazing but i just get no exercise and my heart rate never ever goes up basically mm. so yeah and also i am a little bit chonky and vain basically so yeah what? i, I, I want to sort that out so so you want to uh, get into the situation where you're running semi-competently yeah basically i'd like to yeah i'd like to be able to run and not not feel like i'm gonna die basically i think that would be good i want to be able to keep working and not have to like worry about my heart giving out because i get quite stressed mm. as a lot of people do these days so you know i'm worried about i'm worried about that basically i don't really believe in running yes people running seems to be a very divisive form of exercise it's the only one that i don't really hate because you can listen to music while you're doing it which is why the flipping earphones were so <laughs> as important opposed, to me as opposed to every other form of exercise where you have to stick the other things in your ears yeah 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 right like <laughs> ear weightlifting where you have to lift up dumbbells with your ears i'm not doing that i yeah i don't know i'm just not a gym guy basically i hate other people and i hate exercise so combining the other t the two together uh not 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 an option basically thing is i i did i did try it once but it turns out i can't run slow enough because i'm a very urgent person and all i can really do oh. is is go as fast as i possibly can from one place to another place and i <laughs> literally can't get to the point where i'm slow down enough in order to conserve energy to do it for a, a sustained period and I refuse to. Uh, yeah, I mean, that is quite difficult. I mean, do you think that that is a sort of approach that you take to your work as well? Because you do seem to be working pretty goddamn hard at the moment, mate. No, I think I think it's more of a... I think... I mean, I have no idea. This is just pure conjecture, but I think some people... No, that's what we're all about, buddy. I think so, some people are built more for stamina and some people are built more for uh, using... You're a sprint guy, not burst. a marathon guy. Yeah, and I think, I think my family are very similar in that. It's, yeah... No, no, I'm not. A, I'm not going slow for a long time. I'm going quick for a short time, and then I'm sitting down and eating a pack of Watsits. Maybe two. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think sprinting is fair enough. I mean, do you? Is there a form of exercise that you don't hate? Yeah. What is it? I I will do weights. I'll do the. <gasps> I can do the. You do weights. You, you know the crossy crossy thing with the arms and the legs. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's about my uh, about my level of stamina versus what, what's wow. the other one? The other one that that's a for. really wanky form of exercise. Yeah. I was not expecting that. That's it's, brilliant. It's not cool, but it's um, <laughs> it gives me the balance away from the just 
fucking run as fast as I can versus yeah right go slow on a and bike. that's good because you're getting a bit more of a full body workout as well I guess right nah that's the thing it, with all of these uh, machines oh. you just end up getting to learn how to do it very efficiently oh you know the, okay. the more you do it the more you get it sort of like okay I'm moving as efficiently as I can in order to get the numbers up as much as I can, but you're actually just sort of practicing how to game the machine, I reckon. Oh, God, it's like everything in life. How depressing. Yeah. Anyway, well, you've distracted this conversation away from your wanky earphones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Your wanky bone phones. Your but, yes. <laughs> That's what they should call I, them. I was wondering uh, what happened the other day when you called me and you were, you were panting and you were saying something about your bone. Um, no, no. <laughs> you must have been trying to tell me about the headphones. Actually, that time I wasn't exercising. (laughs) Okay, well, I think we've (laughs) run this one dry of comedy potential. But uh, yeah, look after after your health, people. You're here for a short time, not a good time. Another thing I want to get off my chest, James, my well-endowed chest at the moment. That's why I'm trying to do exercise. Uh, Have you seen this uh, controversy about Lola Bunny recently? Um, I feel like I have or have not. Okay, um, I don't. You probably have. I think it's a bit lowbrow for you. Basically, Space Jam Two is coming out. Right? <laughs> They've kind of like tried to make Lola Bunny a bit less of a kind of whore, uh, you know, sex object pinup, basically, which is probably fair enough because she was ridiculous in the first film. And I say that as you know, borderline furry. I, I'm just and having. Re- I'm just having a little. Oh yeah, yeah. Google images. That's. <laughs> Oh, God. Be real careful. Make sure you've got Safe Search turned on with that. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, just, uh, just, uh, yeah. Okay, go on. Go on. Okay, so, um, so, so they've redesigned her to make her a bit less of a sex object. But I tell you what, Warner Brothers, if you think making her shorter and giving her wider hips <laughs> is going to make me want to have sex with her less, you have severely miscalculated, basically. Uh, so I just want to I want to shout out for uh, to Warner Brothers, making her even sexier, basically. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with that. I'm, I'm looking at some... There aren't any direct comparisons in Google Images, but yeah, I, that's not going to... Uh, take her out of that zone no, hell, hell nobody i mean if they want to make a bit they should make a bit of a thicker ariel a little mermaid and i would be i would be running <laughs> running to the cinema with cash in hand basically oh, so yeah a little bit of a little bit of furry cartoon news there a little bit of a bonus there for you guys <laughs> Okay, Tim, there is a new synthy thing from none other than Google. Oh, wow. Oh, it's always really annoying when they do music tech stuff, isn't it? When they get up in our grill. Yeah, it's like, just give us give us something, please. Just leave us something, guys. Come on. <laughs> oh, it's a good thing Ask Jeeves didn't do uh, <laughs> yeah, anything yeah, yeah. in the synth world. Yeah, I want to see the Yahoo drum bus compressor. When's that going to happen? So this happened as part of their Music Makers and Machines, which is some kind of online exhibition about uh, electronic music, basically. Mm-hmm. And when I say online exhibition, it's what we would have termed in the 
the old days, 15 years ago, as a website. Oh, wow. Right. Wicked. Uh, Retro. I'm going to send you the link to this in the chat. Hold on. As part of this, they've got a few little so-called exhibitions. There are things like you can check out uh, 22 legendary synths in 3D and sort of scroll around the synths and have a look at them. There's a history of uh, electronic music and a beginner's guide to electronic music as well. But what I want to show you is the AR synth. That's right, Tim. Google's augmented reality synth uh, virtual world. It's a synth for pirates. <clears throat> yeah. Arr, synth. Yar. You can operate it apparently in AR, but I've, I chose to operate it in 3D, which is basically on a computer screen. So I think that's oh, wow. fair enough. Uh, what I wanted to do is send you into this portal to another dimension. And you can uh, tell me what you see and what you can discover and what sounds you can make. Oh, God. Okay. Well, so this is something I can actually use now, is it? Yeah, you can actually use it like an actual thing. Okay, let me see. Okay, so I'm scrolling down into this website. and I'll, Okay, launch it here while I'm clicking the thing. It's loading up. I've got some dots on the screen in front of me. This is pretty exciting. I'm getting <laughs> hyped up. My heart rate is going into insane levels. Right, James, I'm going to dive into this 3D world of the AR synth. Play in 3D. What's happening? Select a synthesizer below and click to place it on the scene. Okay, so I've got a choice of some buttons that uh, represent different virtual instruments. I did get a sneak. What synth? Oh, sorry, carry what on. What have you got there? Let me see. Oh, this is the Moog Memory Moog synthesizer. Check out the full lead sound. Well, I'm sure that's great, but I want to have a look at the other synths first. This is the ARP Odyssey that, you know, we know it, we love it. Then we've got a, a Roland CR78 drum machine. Now, I'm sure we'd be familiar with the sound of that, but I couldn't tell you what it is off the top of my head. Then <laughs> this is the Akai S900 floppy disk sampler. I've never hey. seen it referred to as a floppy disk sampler before, but it does <laughs> use floppy disks. I mean, that is accurate. And then the Fairlight CMI Music Station. Try additive synthesis Ooh. with the light pen. Which one are you going to go for? Um, I really want to find out what's going on with the S900. I mean... It's not really going to be the full sampler experience, seeing as it's in a browser and I'm not going to be rooting any audio into it. But let's see what happens. So I place it. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, God. Okay. So it's playing some Tom noises that are quite, uh, oh, they're quite noisy. So I've turned that off and I've stopped it. And I've got a bit of like a, what you might describe, James, as a Tenorion style grid. Step sequence, a grid display. Yeah, and you can you can do create your own sequences in that, and you can randomize it. I too. don't know how to zoom in to uh, scroll, scroll. I can scroll, but I can't zoom. Oh, okay, the mouse wheel is finally letting me zoom. Oh, and yeah. I can use the right mouse button to uh, move my camera around. Okay, you can zoom right into it. Oh my god. Okay, hang on. Can you use the controls on the sim? I yes, you can. Click the sequence of grid to add all remove notes. I've done that. Push the push the button to change the current audio sampler signed. All the samples come from an old floppy disk. Okay. Oh. Oh. I've got a bit of a bass guitar. This doesn't Oh! <laughs> got a harmonica noise. This really doesn't sound like it's coming out of an S900, but seeing as this is a website, we'll let them off. Um Oh, a bit of Sin Choir, wicked. Some clapping noises. 
I don't seem to be able to do anything else to it apart from change the sounds. You can change the sequence, um, but yeah, have, are there no controls for actually messing with the properties of the sample? You can change the noise. Got a bit of a stab. Oh, a bit of a vinyl rip. Vinyl noise. Oh, I've got a bit of a stab. Okay, let me see if I can... Oh, well, maybe... This website's... Maybe you should head over to one of the other sets. Okay. I'm going to have a bit of drum machine. Oh, yeah, I've got a funky beat playing already. Let me see if I can uh, do anything else with this. Oh, my God, this is really horrendous to navigate with the... <laughs> oh, God. Okay, I've randomized this. This is all going terribly badly. Um, let me see if I can... Uh, what can I do? I can turn a knob. Oh, I can change the tempo. Oh. And it seems like I could ju just change the tempo on this thing. Okay, let me add another synth. I'm going to go for the Fairlight this time. Oh. You love your sample. Oh, I really thing. do. Mate, samples are the best. And I don't care who disagrees, because I'm right. Oh, God. <laughs> this is sounding really horrendous. I'm really struggling to navigate. I'm going to randomize. Oh. Okay, I'm going to see if I can make something less awful sounding. Oh, and I can do additive synthesis with the screen on the uh, fair lights. Yeah, in your web browser. In my web browser. Can't do anything else, though, I don't think. Oh. There's a low rumble coming from somewhere. I don't understand where that's coming from. This is all very stressful. Okay, <laughs> it's memory moog time, James. All right. And what can I do with this? I've got a knob here. Oh, I can make a fuller lead. That's the frequency spread of the oscillators. It's detuned, James. I'm going for max detune. Hey. Okay. I can't resist it anymore. It's time for the ARP. Oh, God. This sounds awful. I'm going to randomize the sequence. Oh, that's all right. And then I can... Oh, I can change the sound somehow. Hang on. I need to re reorientate myself. Oh, God. I don't know what I'm doing here. Okay. Oh, I can see pretty well now. Oh, it's a low-pass filter. Okay, wicked. Right. My tune is finished, James. And it sounds oh. totally horrendous. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop there, I think, because that is oh. In fact, I'll turn the instruments off one by one. Doing a DJ friendly outro there so that you can mix out of that <laughs> nicely. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. That's all. Uh... Well, Tim, um, how did you find your experience in 3D? In that was Red really Red? stressful, and I found <laughs> navigating it with a mouse painful. Um, but, and I found that there was like one parameter on each instrument that you could control. As far as I could tell, maybe I was doing it wrong, but it did seem very simple. On the other hand, I appreciate the kit that they chose to show off, even though it's not really an amazing way of showing it off. Really doesn't give you any idea of its functionality or how it works. But they chose decent kits, so there we go. Hey, fair enough. If you ever wanted to mess with synths while you were like at work or something like that, then you can finally nah, do it. Nah, mate, I'd just, like, do something else on your phone, probably. But, uh, yeah, if all you've got access to is a web browser 
I mean, there's better things to do in a web browser, but... You you can actually get this on your phone through Google's Arts and Culture app, which is available for Android and iOS. And it'll do it in augmented reality, will it? I believe so, although I have no idea and do not care okay. whatsoever how great, that works. Great, great news there for everybody in AR. <laughs> Okay, James, I've got a grab bag of things that have happened this week, of links that you've sent for me to check out, and I've had a look at them, and I've kind of been vaguely interested in some of them. Do you want to hear about them? <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. That's that, you, you should be a news anchor. I, I really should. We see the thing about the thing about me is I have I have no prejudice or agenda, so I'm a safe safe pair of hands, basically. Yeah, that's that. You're known for that throughout the land. What's what's happened? Um, what have I sent? Well, you? do you know what? I'm actually I'm going to bring up the email because I can't remember what the new Beatport feature is. There was a new service, in fact. It's called Beatport Link. James it wasn't Beatport Link something that already existed. No, there was Beatport Cloud, which still exists ah. and is also part of Beatport Link. Can you believe that? Okay. Good God. So what is Beatport Link? So Beatport Cloud is basically Spotify Beatport. Beatport Link takes it to the next level by being three times the price, but you get a flipping web-based app to do your DJing in, son. So, uh, and it's got like stuff like MIDI accessibility or whatever. So, I mean, I guess if you don't want to flip in fork out for a like, you know, tractor or Serato or something or some high flute in MIDI controller, you can just get this service and then mix a bunch of tunes off your laptop, which I mean, sounds like uh, not something I'd really want to do. But then again, I already own loads of MIDI controllers and, you know, actual CDJs and stuff like that. We've already done synths in your web browser. And now we're looking at being able to DJ in your web browser. That's exactly right. And do you know what? I didn't sign up for the free trial because I didn't want to get into a situation where I was getting billed for it. But the actual web-based DJing software looks decent enough. It looks like they've got jog stuff, pitch control, crossfader. The important things, basically, uh, some kind of EQ. I mean, I am a very... I'm a very I'm a simple country DJ, James. I just like to mix two <laughs> goddamn half decent tunes together without making a big fucking song and dance about it. So this doesn't look too bad. But again, I am afeard of subscription services. I like to own stuff. I tell you what interested me most about this, James. What I didn't realise mm. was with Beatport Cloud, you can re-download all your previously purchased Beatport things, tunes, you might call them, which I didn't realise was a thing. Of course, you won't be able to re-download the ones that are no longer licensed to the record label or whatever. But, and it's kind of shit that you can't just re-download them anyway, for God's sake. But I think what's newsworthy is... If you uh, have, like, you know, lost part of your Beatport collection, hey, why not sign up to a month of Beatport Cloud for, like, five or whatever? Then you can re-download all your old tunes and everything, which is, you know, pretty good. And I guess, you know, the future's probably all horrible online, so I guess Beatport Link is the horrible, horrible future we're just going to have to get used to, right? Yeah, um, this, let's just, just let me just steer you back onto the web app here. I assume you're streaming all the things that you're playing through the web yeah. app, and 
it's sort of as good quality as it can be. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, you can get Spotify through the web app. You know, it's great. I'm sure it'll sound great, basically. You can do awful, awful lot of crazy stuff in a in a browser app these days. I mean, my audio interface is flipping. Mixer controls are all in a flipping browser app and everything. So, you know, seems like web browsers are the goddamn feature. Hey, maybe you've got a Chromebook for some reason and you're a complete lunatic. <laughs> uh, maybe you can DJ off a Chromebook now for some unknown reason. And you can put MIDI into it, thanks to the Web MIDI API, of course. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that's right. One of our favourite APIs. <laughs> what else have we got to chat about? Um, yeah, flipping Beringer are trying to patent the name Oberheim. Is that right? Uh, they, I think they were trying to patent a phrase Beringer Oberheim. Yeah, that is completely stupid and ridiculous i think we can agree that right and it was uh ruled against by a u.s patent office or trademark office or something like that saying yeah and they've got it they've got to like appeal it or some shit like real soon which they probably will i guess i mean i don't know <laughs> maybe <laughs> so they said they said they can't do they can't say behringer oberheim because oberheim itself is so associated with the man tom oberheim it's literally his name he's a person yeah he's a person who made a sin that, uh, that's it makes it uh, quite convincing that everyone <laughs> should just name everything that they do after themselves and therefore uli berenger can't come along and um take I, all your stuff with using I think your it's name a great idea look out for the cant synth coming real soon so yeah that's just <laughs> another bit of trolling by uh beringer it seems but you know speaking of the cant synth we were talking a couple of episodes ago about our uh, ultimate utility plugin ultility oh yes that is going to happen people uh i can't believe it james yeah we are going to release something at some point in the future that is called utility and is going to be the ultimate utility plugin so if you've got any feature requests beyond what we were saying in episode 82 i think then you better let us have them now otherwise you're not going to get them in your yeah otherwise it's plugin. just going to be a bypass button and that's it <laughs> what, what's a bypass button for, for what just for, no track. no it's just going to bypass the effect so turning it on and off will make no difference basically <laughs> <laughs> that'll be great yeah well it's transparent uh, i was what it is so you know that's pretty good i was thinking of of putting a few interesting menu items in in the upper menu uh such as one called cats where you just get a load of pictures of cats that are on creative oh Commons. wicked that'd be great one for like uh pictures of us oh, beautiful who doesn't want to see our gorgeous faces and anything else so yeah any suggestions for what you want in your ultimate utility plugin get them to us Post haste. Mm, I like how we're burying this in one of three stories in a little news roundup. <laughs> Seems pretty professional, as is our style. Um, do you want to hear about the third bit of news? Yes. Um, please do. Some dude has made an Ableton video where he's mm. tried out all of the previous versions of Live from one to the new one, eleven. And it's fine. <laughs> he just it just talks about the new features in each one. So if you're not, so if you don't really know about the history of Ableton, I guess it's pretty interesting. But as someone who's goddamn lived through it, like a Vietnam vet, then uh, yeah, I didn't really didn't really tell me much that I didn't know. 
Okay, you knew it, but you didn't get any sort of new take-home ideas or thoughts or nothing occurred to you while watching this, basically. I tell you what, do you know, there was one bit of it I really enjoyed where he he was talking about a post he made on a a social web, a social news website. You might have heard of it, Reddit, where he was asking about, um, you know, previous versions of life. And you could see that his post had been downvoted to zero upvotes. So I thought that was was an that was an enjoyable moment but the video seems to be doing well and it's you know it's uh, it's interesting if you're a newcomer i think to uh, the world and of course i flipping love ableton james i think it's awesome and i tell you what i feel like i only really started using ableton for like work and stuff around version six because it's got a very identifiable graphic they seem to have got got a bit more minimal on the graphics whereas the um the version six graphic had a bit of a uh utopian scholastic feel for the art do you can you remember it it was like very colorful and had kind of like a load of orchestra stuff on it. Does this... Uh... Let me just type that in. But I think it was a really cool bit of art for music software, which, let's be honest, typically doesn't have anything interesting to look at art-wise. You know what I'm saying? Certainly not these days, but like the the whole thing with all graphics these days is that they have to be minimal, it seems. They've got um, to be but I think grey past... and orange or green or something. Do you know what I mean? Uh, you remember this one? Yeah, that's that's really cool. Like, basically, it's just a load of instruments. Is that maybe when they added a few... Um... I mean, is that when Sweet came out, I guess, maybe, or something? But yeah, it's all orchestra instruments, which is, of course, something that nobody associates with uh, Ableton Live. I guess they were trying to conquer that that side of the market, or at least say, hey, we can do this now. So yeah, so that was mildly interesting, I would say. <laughs> we'll, put, we'll put links to all that <laughs> stuff and everything else we talk about in the show notes for the podcast at a4ppodcast.com, where you can also buy t-shirts. Oh, wow, wicked. And can uh, people subscribe to our Patreon and just like give us money if they want to? Yes, they can. Patreon.com slash A4P podcast. Or you can go on the main website and give us money through PayPal, which is also cool. Thank you to a new patron, Joel Abbott. Hello. Oh, wow. We're really uh, really getting all this stuff in in a very elegant way. Hey, Joel, thanks. Thanks for the cash, buddy. It's appreciated, mate. everybody that's all we have for this episode uh tim has it been emotional for you no not really mate i'm dead inside so yeah just didn't just like water off a duck's back mate i'm jaded at this point i would say are you going to slide on your bone conductor and then uh, <laughs> waddle out into the street and get get up to uh, three miles an hour? No, not really. I, do you know what? I do I do my running in the morning, mate, would you believe? This is I'm just becoming a different person now. And I'm certainly, I wouldn't say I'm enjoying it or whatever, but, you know, it's still, still shocking. Now I've got to do some more work now, mate. Boo. Oh, dear. Well, uh, it seems like you're becoming more american a you're running b you're running in the morning and c you're buying ridiculous consumer goods all the time i know mate it's the americanization of tim can but you know i'm kind of still pale and cynical okay you're not fully borgized yet not no not quite mate though if i did get borgized like captain picard 
I think I probably wouldn't come back. I think I don't have the, the strength of willpower to resist. <laughs> <laughs> Frankly. Oh, God. I, you bring this up in the outro. Uh, I don't have time to counsel you. No, no, no. Let's talk about Star Trek The Next Generation. Oh, James, God. are you a fan of Star Trek The Next Generation? Let me tell you about Star Trek The Next Generation. Here are my favourite characters from Star Trek The Next Generation. I like Jean-Luc Picard, who is in charge in Star Trek The Next Generation. And then there's Geordie LaForge, who from Star Trek The Next Generation, who we referenced earlier in the programme. And he's got a, like me, he's got a, you know, a circular thing that he wears around his head. And he-